Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Boom, this is NFL Trend Zone. You have made it after seven months of no on-the-field NFL action. It returns. I'm here with Jason Bowen, Wes Johnson, and Cody Spears. Walking you through week one of the NFL, you will get Bills and Rams on Thursday night, followed by a full slate of games on Sunday, and then the Monday night tour, Broncos and Seahawks. We're going to do each of us as walk through the games we're most looking forward to. And explain why. So that should give you a good indication of what to gear your attention toward. Foremost, however, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests, events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, believe 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. NFL Trend Zone in the flesh, the week one edition. Haven't been, haven't been able to say that about regular season football for seven, eight months, but we are back. We're going to preview the week one season in the best way we know how. We're going to. Go through the games that we're most looking forward to, and each of us individually breaks them down, ranks them as to why we're looking forward to them, and explains why. Uh, we have Jason Bowen, Cody Spears, and Wes Johnson will be joining us shortly. So we're going to go around the horn, and then I've asked each panelist to start at number four in terms of you know the least, if you want to rank them from four to one. And towards the end of the show, we'll announce the games that we're most looking forward to, but we'll start at number four. And that is you, Jason, on your list of four going up the snake. The the one at the bottom of your top four is what matchup and why? The one at the bottom of mine, I kind of had a, okay, so I had, to, had them in the re- reverse order. Uh, I, I got the Jags and the Commanders oh, as a wow. game that I want to watch, um, kind of pay attention to a little bit, partially because of uh, the person that I'm not a fan of, and that's Carson Wentz. But uh you know, I mean, I'm excited to see what the commanders are capable of and kind of what from what Cody said a couple of shows ago with all these new additions on the Jags and Trevor Lawrence's second year with almost a fresh start of sorts, uh, seeing if any of these new pieces really amount to much. Um, I think it'll be a good opportunity for them against. I think I just think it's going to be a good matchup. Um give both of those teams a chance to iron out some kinks to let us find out if either one of them are worth a shit. Um, so yeah, I like them. Yep. Mine. We'll get to that after Cody. Mine is kind of like that where listeners will be like, what? Why? But I have a decent reason. I digress. <laughs> Cody, you're on your list of four. Which one is at the bottom? Uh, I got the Vegas and or the Vegas Raiders and the chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from a division that, uh, you know, any one of the four teams could go to the playoffs and you got the Raiders. I'm always interested in how a team looks after they change regimes. And you got Josh McDaniels uh, coming back into the fold as a head coach. 
Um, I'm curious to see whether the Chargers are really as high powered as everybody's making them out to seem. Is Justin Herbert uh, really, um, you know, people are saying he's in top, maybe top five for MVP votes this next season. Uh, I'm curious to see if the Raiders can hang with someone like that or if they're just going to be a punching bag in a season of transition. I'm also curious to see how Devontae Adams looks in the silver and black, uh, how Hunter Renfro fits into what people are saying is the Wes Welker, Julian Edelman role. Uh, the Raiders is just all in all are super intriguing and they could easily be one of the top teams at the end of the league. I mean, I haven't even mentioned guys like Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Um at the same time, Chargers are supposed to be the bees knees, so it's going to be interesting. These division, these divisional games, right off the rip. I mean, it's like yeah. presents on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think on your your Chargers take there, they have to finish with a winning record and probably get a wild card because otherwise, quietly, we'll start to wonder what the hell is the deal with Herbert. Maybe not this panel because mm-hmm. we'll understand that was either the defense that was funky or special teams continue to be a problem. Coaching. Yeah, but this yeah, coaching, but this day and age, a quarterback cannot be, you know, top 10 and simply not go to the playoffs. Like our narratives yeah. don't allow it. So and they absolutely have to. Otherwise, he'll get a weird label. Mm-hmm. And I definitely want to point out for the listeners, uh, the Chargers, not only are they, you know, they're high powered on offense this offseason. They added Khalil Mack and JC Jackson, who's one of the top corners yeah. in the league. You got other guys like Sebastian Joseph Day. Nose tackles aren't very popular, but he's a great one. Bryce Callahan is a great um, nickel corner. And then you got still got Joey Boza and Derwin James over there. The Chargers, (laughs) they might not be talked about very much because they have a pretty small fan base in the league, but they're they're out to make some fans this year for sure. Wes, welcome to the show. How was your week? Hot. (laughs) Hot? (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh... It's a heat wave here in uh, California and all over the West Coast. Um, record high temperatures and stuff. So really, it's been uh, interesting. To say tell the me, least. tell me your high today, so I can tell you if that's hot or not. Uh, yesterday was ninety eight degrees. Oh, okay. Uh, San Francisco heat. is a city that um, isn't built with air conditioning because the air conditioning is usually from the sea. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Usual heat waves, it'll get like mid 90s, um, high 80s, and that's already enough to melt the paint in the city. And this one, it it just went up and above uh, that all weekend. And then uh, yesterday, I think, was the high. Today was probably 96. And then it's supposed to taper off uh, slightly um, through Friday. Is that now? Is that... Uh humid heat or dry heat uh dry heat oh really yeah yeah, yeah well, you- we just we just dropped down to mid 90s and high 80s over here in corpus <laughs> christi texas <laughs> just just today, down. i actually cool. got a sweater on right now I'm cool. <laughs> yeah wes so when i came to uh, visit you and your family around thanksgiving for vikings niners you predicted this was the time of year where it got weird weirdly hot maybe not 98 degrees but i remember right. i asked you Remember, I was all flummoxed. I was like, it's not hot here. And you're like, no, you asshole. It's San Francisco. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, does it ever get hot? Can you go swimming in this ocean? And you were like, yeah, it gets hot kind of around September, October for a week. Yeah. 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 What do you mean it's not hot in California? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would, I mean. Well, it was weird because you you would he told me to dress situationally. And I was like, okay, cool. Because if you went out in the sun, 
you'd be like, all right, yeah, it's a little toasty. But you step into the shade and you'd want to have a sweatshirt on. It was yeah. very, very weird. It was right at that cutoff of temperature. But this yeah. is not the Weather Channel trend zone. <laughs> uh, Wes, I've asked you guys to rank your four games that you're most excited to watch this Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. Yeah. And we are to you at the, the bottom, in quotes, of your list of your number four. We'll work your way up to number one. Who is or what is number four? Number four, probably no surprise to you guys here on this panel. Um, but to the listeners, it might be uh, number four for me is New England at Miami. <laughs> uh, I've been high on Miami all off season, and here it is. Is there substance to me being high to that, or am I on substances? That's the the question here with with Miami. Um, also interested to see what um. New England brings or what this New England offense brings more, more so um, as they still don't have a offensive coordinator. Um, I read somewhere that um, by not naming um, either the two candidates for offensive coordinator as offensive coordinator, they still have to get paid by their previous team. So Matt Patricia is getting paid by, um Detroit and I forget the other one uh but by not promoting them into uh, a coordinator role um those prior teams still have to pay these guys so it, it might be some like Belichickian mind trick to See, I knew it. I, a couple of weeks ago, I was saying maybe he's doing it so that they won't get promoted a head coach. I knew he was up to something over there. Yeah, the guys always. are so ahead of the league. Yeah. And then uh, I'm, I'm interested to see the Mike McDaniel, McDaniel show. Um, being a Vikings fan, I know um, we had him on the radar as a potential head coach, and um, he did uh, great things in San Francisco. San Francisco with uh, Kyle Shanahan. Um, and now, you know, he gets to roll out Tua, Waddle, Hill, uh, Edmonds, Mostert, uh, a revamp offensive line. So uh, be interested to see what that brings. Yeah, he kind of took over all of what we thought Kellen Moore was for those those weeks in the offseason. Remember, Kellen Moore was kind of the, like, oh, where, where is he going to go? And then it seemed like in the last maybe week, week and a half, two weeks of the coaching cycle, he just went back to Dallas. And then Mike McDaniel was the was the craze. And he ended with your Dolphins there, Wes. So it's very you on know, brand that you picked them for for one of your games. So kudos. <laughs> you know, we actually have a couple of revenge games on the docket here. How about the very rare interdivisional revenge game of Devontae Parker returning to Miami? <laughs> Yeah. He's going to light it up against Miami, I bet. Uh, I think they got Jacoby Myers out. And then also Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. It's going to be interesting to see how that breaks out this year. You heard it. So excited for the revenge one. game. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots <laughs> and the Bears are kind of the same when it comes to the their wide receiving cores. Um, I kind of always say they just got dudes. They were like, let's go mm-hmm. get some dudes. And then we <laughs> like all of them go look at their depth chart. Like perhaps the Patriots are a little bit better for name value. But it's just a bunch of dudes, and yeah. they're, they're hoping that one of them, or aside, aside from Mooney on the Bears, I'm not putting him in that category, he's better than all of them on the Patriots and the rest of his pals on the Bears. But aside from that, it's just a bunch of guys that are the same player. It's very odd. And I only know this because of fantasy football, because you go look at them, and you're like, well, mm-hmm. same guy. I don't know who to pick. 
Yeah, and Devontae Parker is totally the type of guy that goes off for like 11 catches and 100 <laughs> yards and then does nothing for the yep. rest of the year. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, mine is weird. I have one weird one on here, and I put it on here kind of for that Belichickian cerebral. It is the Eagles and the Lions because they are on the Vikings early schedule, and I want to know just if this Lions hype that I've been a part of, I mean, hype when I say that, I mean like 7 and 10 type of ceiling, <laughs> and then they're high, hard fun and the hard knocks. I want to know if they are actually going to be a decent football team, or if it's just an off season full of hope and hard knocks. And then on the Eagles, uh, West called them probably the best fantasy defense in the sport. There was somebody, I can't remember who it was on Twitter today that said, they're going to be the number one seed. Like you heard it here first. So I need to know if the Eagles are actually a force to be reckoned with because the Vikings go play them on Monday night football on the road. And so therefore I want to know, like in that game, is it a slugfest? Is it sloppy? Does one team just get trounced? I'll be able to tell a lot about the NFC from watching and or hearing about Eagles and uh, Lions. So we'll go back around. Jason, number three game you're looking forward to. You know, I was going to I was going to roll with the Patriots and Dolphins, but Wes did a fantastic job illustrating that one. I'm going to go with the Ravens and the Jets. Um I don't believe that the Ravens are going to be as good as a lot of people think that they are. The same can be said about Lamar Jackson. I'm probably wrong. I, I am a lot on this show. Um, I also was pretty high on the Jets. If you guys remember right in our quarterback rankings a few weeks ago, I actually had Zach Wilson coming in at 15, the 15th best quarterback <laughs> in that in the in the league. Um, I think Man, they had I, hope an, so. I, I think they had an awesome draft. Obviously, it just did not feel Jets like. I'm interested to see if they can come out and I guess shock some people. Um, I think it would shock a lot of people if the Jets can come out and get a win here. Um, will it say much because it's week one? I no, not really. But um, I think and I and I and I do want to see Zach Wilson. I I got big big hopes for that kid. Um, so that will make, I guess, my second quarterback from that draft class as part of my games that I'm most excited to see. All right. And then where did you settle on how good or not good the Ravens will be in general? Just decent, well, I, yeah, well, this is this is insane. Um, I don't remember. I don't think I had them in the playoffs. I did not have them in the playoffs. And I don't believe that I had um, Lamar Jackson in the top 15 quarterbacks. <laughs> All right. Well, but you guys have to have an idiot like me on the show. Uh, you know, I, we need I just, the clicks. Yes, <laughs> clickbait. Uh, Cody, that uh, let's see. Yeah, we're to you for your number three most anticipated NFL matchup of week one. Uh, well, I'll piggyback on the Ravens and Jets. I also had the Eagles and Lions, so I'm glad to talk about those next. Um, with the Ravens and Jets, uh, like we were talking about, you have a lot of games to where you're just trying to see where people or where these teams are at for the season you know are the are the jets on their way to being a sleeping giant just being waiting to wake up or is it back to being a hot air balloon the best months of jets football is already behind us um this is the most optimistic people have been about the jets for a while which is pretty crazy since uh joe flacco starting for the next 40 games they could already be in a hole they couldn't get out of but at the same time, I'm really high on the Ravens. This could be a game that I tune out of in the second half. Uh, 
the past four years, except for last year. So the four years before that, they scored, they outscored their opponent by at least 20 points. This is a team that always has started hot in week one. They're really good at game planning like that. Um, and then we talk about the Jets draft class. The Ravens had just as crazy of a draft class, and that's before the rookie sensation uh, Isaiah Likely mm-hmm. showed that he was going to be a star. Uh, at the same time, these Ravens are super banged at, banged up at running back. They got all types of names back there. Uh, I'm really interested to see if this Ravens defense is going to step up and be like the one of old. I read uh, earlier, they hope the next generation of defense will be led by Marlon Humphrey, Patrick Queen, Odafe Owe, and Kyle Hamilton. That gives me classic Ravens vibes mm-hmm. with all, you know, Terrell Suggs, you got Ray Lewis, you got Ed Reed, and... Um, Chris McAllister, you know, guys like that. That's like the Ravens of old. And, you know, I was a big fan of those Ravens. This is a team that could go, they could be the one seed in the AFC, I think, this year for sure. And I'm always rooting for the Jets and Zach Wilson. Um, Unfortunately, this is going to be a Joe Flacco revenge game. Yeah, and I I guess I spaced that completely (laughs) when I picked this as my, one of my favorite games. But hey, hey, those Ravens, those Ravens defensive guys too will probably have visors and shit. Yeah, <laughs> they always look badass. Flacco yeah, is one of your guys, Jason. <laughs> He's the understood quarterback for the first four <laughs> weeks, apparently. That's yeah, that's Broncos alumnus. Uh all right. So so the Ravens was your number three, too, then, right, Cody? Yep. Okay, cool. Uh Wes to your number three. Number three for me is Kansas City at Arizona. Mm. Uh, looking forward to a fiery matchup in the desert. Um, they will more than likely have that dome closed, um, as this heat wave is also affecting them in Arizona. (laughs) Um, both teams, I believe have things to prove. Uh, they both didn't end their season the way that they wanted to, uh, Arizona kind of sputtered down the stretch, Kansas city, um, you know, were, Expected to make it back to the Super Bowl, and they obviously didn't. Um, and the other thing I'm also interested in this game is have teams and defenses started to figure out Mahomes. Um, we saw a little bit of that last season. Uh, it took him, I don't know, eight, six, eight games to to really get going and back get back to the Mahomes that. Um, a lot of us are accustomed to and used to. So um, does that trend continue or, um, you know, does Mahomes uh, ascend any of these defensive strategies being uh, ran out against him? That would be the weirdest damn thing if he just turned into a good, not great quarterback <laughs> after 2019, 2020, 2021. Yeah, if, if year four, if they finally, it took that long to scheme him, but this would be the time to do it since Tyreek Hill doesn't play there anymore. Yeah. I'm yeah. super intrigued by who's going to be the leading receiver over there. I read a Juju. Yeah. That's, that's what a lot of people are saying. And it makes mm-hmm. sense to me. I read an article about how uh, Tyreek Hill in a sense held Mahomes back after he reached a certain level of quarterback play to where he would just consistently look his way, even whenever he wasn't supposed to, or, Maybe he wasn't open. So I'm interested to see if they deploy uh, at least an average to good weapon and at each phase of receiver 
if he's going to become even better by taking what's open, the design opened routes and players and stuff like that. Cause they kind of got a guy that does everything over there. Mm-hmm. The they, Chiefs uh, going to be super interesting the first couple of weeks. Yeah. It, it is Juju who should in theory be the WR one volume guy. If there is such a thing, there is Marquez Valdez Scantling who should be the deep ball threat. If he doesn't get, the drops. Um, Nicole <laughs> Hardman is still on the roster. Sky Moore is their rookie. Justin Watson, and then tr- obviously Travis Kelsey, who will hog at the middle of the field. So yeah, it's like a it's like a jack four all trades, not a jack of all trades. They've got somebody. They have roles defined, or at least that's what the scouting report says. And speaking of the Cardinals, did you see that they're going to be on the HBO Max Hard Knocks uh, end season train or end season yes. show? We're going to get to see Dustin's Super Bowl prediction fall apart in front of yeah. our eyes. Yeah, that would be fitting. And But that, but that's a segue because uh, West and I, unsurprisingly, have the same number three game. And I had to pick this one because it is my Super Bowl prediction. And then just from sheer entertainment value. Oh, you look up and down the schedule outside of a couple games that I think we're all going to talk about here shortly. I think that this one, especially because it's in Arizona, which gives them a little bit of an incumbent home field advantage. I think tuning in for Kyler versus Mahomes is must-see television. Two young dudes under the age of 27. I can't remember exactly how old Mahomes is. But yeah, I think uh, I can't not have my my Super Bowl prediction in my top three. And before I forget, I, I was going to say this at the top of the show, and this is completely random, so forgive me. And this doesn't even have to do with football. But I saw a sports stat tonight in a meme that I think I've seen before, but I've never vetted. And this is a baseball stat. Again, nothing to do with the show. But I want to know if you guys knew this. Nolan Ryan has never won a Cy Young Award. He never did. Mm. What? Did you guys know that? 27 no. years pitching, he never won a Cy Young. I figured him for at least 10. <laughs> well, yeah, you the longevity. Uh, I mean, he was kind of the Brett Favre. You know, a lot of walks and a lot of media or even Stephen Wynn's lost seasons. But I saw a meme for it on Facebook about three hours ago, and I had to go do some quick digging. And for anybody that crosses over into baseball, I know Wes does heavily. Nolan Ryan, 27 years in the major league baseball, never won a Cy Young award. He, oh, he, he leads in most big categories, but never reached the, the Zenith in a single season. Completely digress there. Uh, let's go back to Jason for your second most anticipated game of week one. Second most is my game. The Broncos. Broncos, uh, Seahawks, Monday night. Um, it'll be interesting to finally see uh, this product in action um, in its complete capacity. Uh, I think I think every one of them's got something to prove. The receivers, Russ, Hackett. Um, I think the expectations are big. Hopefully, they don't come up short. Um, <laughs> hopefully, I'm not texting you after the second possession saying, here we go again. Um I think they, you know, I, I don't think the Seahawks defense is all that great. So I think it's a good chance for them to come out and, and really light some things up. Um, I'm also excited to see their defense play um, Seahawks in rebuilding mode. I don't know how much of a threat they're going to be. Let's hope we don't get beat by them. Um, <laughs> see Noah Fant in, uh, in another uniform, Drew Locke on the sidelines. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see that one, of course. You know, Jason, I, I didn't know if I was going to get the opportunity to mention this. I was hoping not, <clears throat> but now that I have to, because that's one of your games is I did. Uh, there's a website called NFL pick watch that I make picks for during the regular season each week. And when I went through these in my estimation, 
the Broncos, the only team that absolutely cannot lose this week. Like they cannot afford to lose. Can't, can't, they can't. No, they can't. every every other team. I went through this before I you know sprung this hypothesis on you. Every other team has at least a small excuse to say, oh, I'll give you an example. Like Colts at Texans. Colts should win, but hey, the Texans are at home. Uh, let's see. Another one would be 49ers Bears. 49ers got a lot of hype. They should take care of business against a shitty Bears team, but it's the Bears at home. So the only game uh, that doesn't even scrape excuses yeah. <laughs> is because they just traded with each other. It's Russ against his old team and it's Russ in Seattle. So yes. I think it's, I, unfortunately it probably won't matter. They'll probably beat the piss out of them. And <laughs> this is all for moot, but yeah, the Broncos are the only team somehow that in my opinion cannot lose. No, they can't. I, I couldn't agree with that <laughs> statement anymore. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Woofda. Yeah. All right. Uh, Wes, um, that's no, let's see. Yeah. Let's go West and we'll go back to Cody for second, most anticipated, uh, second one, green Bay at Minnesota for me. Okay. Um, my team, the Vikings, they play their hated rival, uh, the green Bay Packers, um, at home. I believe Dustin, you tweeted for the first time ever, ever with fans in attendance with fans in attendance, the pandemic season, they opened up, got their asses kicked, but it was like, uh, you could hear a pin drop there. Literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, get to see what uh, Kevin O'Connell's team looks like. Um, we've seen, you know, little hints of it, I think, through the preseason, but a lot of the starters, both offensively and defensively, did not play uh, in any of the preseason contests. So we haven't really seen, you know, what this team moxie will be. Um, I'm excited. Everybody is healthy. Uh, knock on wood. And yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to see what this uh, <laughs> this season brings. Uh, also, with the Packers, their defense got better. Yeah, uh, my goodness. They, they drafted defense, um, but I, I think the offense got worse. Yeah, um, and defense also gets help from hopefully they're running or. If you're a Packers fan, hopefully they're running through the two running backs, which means defense should just be more fresh and play better for sure. Yeah. One one thing that's odd about the Vikings, I'm stealing a little of my thunder here. Vikings opening slate of opponents is they in the first four weeks go through four deadly defenses with the Packers, the Eagles, and the Saints. So there's a small chance that by the first quarter, the old first quarter, the first four games, not first quarter anymore because of 17 games, you might look at the Vikings offense and be like, God, I thought it would be better than this. And nobody will care. It'll sound like excuses that they played three of the top five defenses in the land. Um, Josh Fry, who writes for Vikings, pointed that out to me today. And I was like, goodness, that is true. The only reprieve you have will be uh, week three. And that is the Lions. Right. <clears throat> I think I think it's the Lions. And even they probably won't be horrible. So Vikings got murderers row. I'll talk a little bit more about them shortly. Cody, who is your number two game? Uh, my number two game is going to be. I'm going to go with the 49ers and the Bears. It's almost the Bills and the Rams. Um, yeah. I feel like that's kind of a gimme. But let me get a heat check on these 49ers. They're my Super Bowl pick. Uh, I believe the game is going to be in the rain. Um, mm. I'm absolutely hoping Brandon Ayuk just tears it up and 
validates me as we get closer to the week. I feel like I've been banging the drum for IU, uh, Etienne, and Trey Lance all summer. So I'm looking for all of them to validate that. Uh, what's interesting is the 49ers are not usually that great during the regular season. Kyle Shanahan actually has a losing record, um, 43 and 44, which I didn't with playoffs combined actually into that. So mm-hmm. I didn't know um, that. I don't expect Chicago to be in this game at all. Um, if anything, we're going to see exactly where Chicago is going this next year, possibly in the first game. If this is a game where uh, Justin Fields squares off against his uh, nemesis from the draft and Trey Lance, you could be looking at the tails of two tapes. Um, you could see Justin Fields behind this offensive line um, performing worse than having the biggest second year regression out of any player in the league. Mm, yeah. At the same time, you could see Trey Lance jump into top five, <laughs> uh, top 10 quarterback, <laughs> fantasy wise, top five. Uh, he just has to run the ball. And I'm hoping in the in the rain, we're going to see Trey Lance run the ball. It's going to be like when Cam Newton exploded onto the scene with 300-plus passing yards, and everybody's talking about he's the next guy. But uh, I do want to give a shout-out to the Jags that you were talking about earlier with the Bears. Mm-hmm. I got high hopes for Equinemius St. Brown. I mean, not very many six foot five number two receivers uh, are being slept on by everybody. Uh, also, Khalil Herbert, I like on the Bears too. It's going to be fun seeing them identify their guys and make this transition once again into a new Bears team. Um, this time, hopefully for them with a quarterback of the future. A couple things. Justin Fields can't really regress <clears throat> because there isn't shit to regress from. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> hey, he so. did have some decent rushing games. I have I have a feeling that his, he's going to be rushing even well, more. Well, yeah, yeah, that's fair, but if we if we sat here 20 years ago and did a podcast talking about we hope Shaq's free throw percentage doesn't regress, it's like, well, I <laughs> don't really think that's a thing. Only uh, <clears throat> The other thing, just a complete caveat, is that the Bears got a new field. I don't know if anybody cared. They had that ruckus. Oh, I do care about that. I didn't hear about that, though. Yep. Um, another one of my dudes from Vikings territory from Germany, Janik Eckhart. Uh, Big fan of his. Great yeah, you like writer. him? Oh, yeah, he yeah, is. He's a fantastic writer. Yeah, English is second language, too. Can you believe that? <clears throat> That's crazy. Yeah, it is. And anyhow, I would love to have him on the show sometime if he oh, ever wanted yeah. to come on here. Oh, hell yeah. He, he, the only thing is he has to do it like in the middle of the night or the, oh, yeah, that makes sense. the time zones. But he does it. He can figure it out. Janik, if you're listening. We need you to come aboard. Uh, but yeah, the the field, I think their kicker complained about it and among others. And so they brought in new like Bermuda sod or some shit that it's called. <laughs> and I don't know if it I, I haven't quite determined if it's a half-ass solution or if this changes like Soldier Field forever, <laughs> because I've talked to former Vikings that all down the line say it, it's horrible. Even Devin Hester said that it sucked. Like, like it, on sand. Yeah, it's sand underneath it. And so it's it's just it's it's designed to be bad. And, so, <laughs> and that's why that's why it's even more remarkable that Devin Hester's production came at a shitty place. Hopefully this Bermuda stuff isn't like the same stuff the Ravens had last year. It kind of reminds me of that one where it was all yellow, but they had half their team on IR. Like, yeah, hmm, yeah. strong coincidence there. Yeah, they change that grass. You're gonna have to go work for the Washington Commanders at some point. <laughs> they know a little something. Uh, all right, so my number two is tomorrow night's game: the Bills at Rams. I know the NFL thinks this is gonna be the Super Bowl, which means it won't be. 
But it is our first taste of football since February 13th, was it, the Super Bowl? And it's a fabulous matchup. I think the Bills are hungrier than the Rams, and therefore I'll pick them to win. But it's what I one of the best parts of football, no matter how good your team is, no how bad your team is. It's this week, right now, in your vehicle, in your chair, whatever you're doing, it's the vibe, the buildup, the lead up. The world feels different once that ball snapped because football is back. And if you're listening to this show, it probably engulfs your life for five months. So symbolically, and on top of that, a wonderful matchup, my number two most anticipated game is Bills at Rams. Jason, give me the one you're anticipating most, and it's not the Broncos. It's not. It's not. You know, unfortunately, though, I I couldn't. I had to. There's. I'm not going to elaborate on many of these, but. <laughs> I have all the all the big ones. I have the one that you just mentioned. I got the Vikings Packers. I got the Chiefs Cardinals. Um, I got the Raiders Chargers. I mean, those are the obvious ones. Um, I don't think really a whole lot of explanation needs to be said for either of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am damn excited to watch each and every one of those. Um, I think they're all four of those games are going to be heavy hitting games, competition um, by from what everybody seems to be predicting all playoff teams. Mm -hmm. So those are going to be fun ones. I couldn't narrow it down to just one. Did either one of you, and apologize still, did you have the Sunday night game? Neither. Okay. Well, I might as well throw that right in your Mm -hmm. hopper, Jason, the Cowboys (laughs) and the Buccaneers because Cowboys in the box. Yeah. Yep. That one could go either way. Kind of the, you can kind of see the Bucks starting slow, especially with their offensive line turmoil. Uh, Cowboys, you don't know which rendition you're getting, but it's under the lights. It's Sunday night football. It's uh, quote unquote America's team versus, you know, God himself, Tom Brady. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I put that one on there because I think when I was looking at the games, I thought that, that was, I was looking at last year because they oh. started last year too, didn't they? Yeah, well, it's pretty making early, me second guess. Uh, no, they are. Let's, yeah, they are on Sunday night football. They, Let's see. Or was that? It was a Thursday nighter last year. Yeah. Or was that two years ago? They definitely did, Jason, to start the season. I remember watching it, but now I can't remember if that was 2020 or 2021. Well, we'll do the homework here. But yeah, that one has to be called out because it wasn't on my list for a stupid reason. I'll be driving back from Vikings Packers, so I won't get to watch it. And therefore, I can't get too excited about it. However, uh, because I'm a fiend, I will be keeping tabs on it or my wife will be for me while we drive back. Heck yeah. So that one needs a consolation call out because it is a marvelous matchup and it's prime time and Sunday night music's intro. The the music that they have is so badass. Yes, it is. The I can't even I can't even do it justice. Go to YouTube and put in Sunday night football theme. Did <laughs> but you yeah, see you that know it's gonna their... be a damn good night once that music starts. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite. Monday night football is so iconic. Of course, that like hits me in the the tear ducts every time I hear it. But the Sunday night one, in terms of a melody or a tune, I like that one the most because it really sounds like you're going into a war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and they changed their announcers, too. It's going to be interesting seeing that. Oh, that's right. Uh, not only that, but their logo, their iconic logo from my childhood is different now. They went the way of these <laughs> NFL teams, just a regular white font on a black background. Oh, really? Who's the announcers yeah, for uh, Sunday Nighter? Oh, man, I'm letting you down by not already knowing this and bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> While you look that up, uh, Jason, you're absolutely correct. Thursday night football, uh, let's see here, was Cowboys Bucks last year. 
I thought so. I thought so. That's why I was like, I, I wasn't sure if I was looking at the correct year. Now. <laughs> so no, that's, I mean, that's why that one wasn't on there. But and if I recall, both teams looked great. They did. It was yeah. a great game. Great yeah. way to start the season. Yeah. All right. Cody's doing the homework there. So Wes, give us your most anticipated NFL game of the week. Bills at Rams. Oh, okay. Tomorrow night's game. Oh, yeah. Football's back. How can it not be the most anticipated game? <laughs> Football is back. Um, it's a fantastic matchup between uh, potential Super Bowl teams. Um, I'm getting vibes of, you know, Kansas City at Rams, where it's just going to be a all-out bloodbath shootout. Um, yeah, that this is the game I'm excited for. It, you know, it's the the ceremony game, and mm-hmm. it it lets everybody know that they got AC aside baseball. We don't care about you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's football. It's time to shine. Amen. Heck and yeah. they they got ACDC all over the little trailer this week. Is mm-hmm. it? I think it's is it Thunderstruck or is it? Oh, I got. I can't even remember which now, but yeah, it just they know they know how to get you. Yeah, they do. They lure you in. Yep, and it's an ACDC song. I know that. I think <laughs> it's not like guys like us need any luring in. No. I mean, we could we could uh, you know do a little uh, moody blues would suffice for us probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh no doubt. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, let's see. Ease us in there with a little knights and white sap. <laughs> <laughs> that would be even better than the ACDC. Be all cryptic sounding. Sign yeah. me up for that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right, uh, Cody. Did you find out the announcing crew, or is that elusive? Uh, no, it's so it's no longer Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. It is now Chris Collinsworth and Mike Tirico. I think is how you oh, pronounce his last Tirico. name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He filled in yeah. quite a bit last year, though, too, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did a pretty good job. Oh, he's so awesome. Yeah, he did, yeah, great one. job. All right, Cody, hit us with it. Your most anticipated game of Week One. My most anticipated game of Week One is the uh, Packers and Vikings. Uh, there's a lot of meat on the bone for this one for me. A lot of it um, could be individual player performances I'm looking out for. I want to see how much Lewis Seen sees the field. I think mm-hmm. that he could be a difference maker. Um, then you got the Darius Smith revenge game. Uh, mm-hmm. He came out even today saying uh, that he signed with the Vikings to play the Packers twice a year. So that one's pretty interesting. I want to see where some of the vets fit in. Um, Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, are they still playing full-time roles? Are they trying to transition these guys out the door with guys like, you know, maybe Brian Asamoa or Lewis Seen, as I mentioned? Um, also want to see how our offense, which I predict to be, you know, no worse than top 10 at, at the very worst, faces up against this awesome Green Bay defense. And um, maybe this week one thing works in our favor. Maybe these teams are – maybe we catch the Packers off guard. Like um, last year? And, yeah, and still a divisional game. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of meat on the bone for this one for me. I want to see which uh, Packers receivers step up. They got a who's who of guys over there. For what it's worth, we got a best friend alert once again. Aaron Rodgers showing up to an interview in a Rodgers Lazard make Green Bay great again t-shirt. So that's where my <laughs> bets are going as Alan Lazard. Um, yeah, what a great game mm-hmm. to start off at the beginning. Whoever's idea it was to do divisional games week one, I could see the downside of it. But talk about anticipating right off the rip. I mean, I'm going to be hungover after this game. I'm not even going to drink. 
<laughs> Welcome to the party. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, my 10 years of sobriety is in an hour and a half. So nice. Yeah. So congratulations. The NFL Congrats. lined it up. NFL knows me too well. They got me also. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just had your Labor Day weekend and everything. It was planned. <laughs> the uh, so the one awesome. Mine is mine is Vikings Packers because I just have to. Otherwise, I'd be a liar. Uh, one thing that hasn't been mentioned a whole lot is the uh, Packers got their clock cleaned last year in week one by the Saints 38 to three. It was a, uh, probably a top three worst game of Rogers career. Not that that'll happen again, but at least it's in the DNA to happen again. Um, I'm picking the Vikings Packers as my most anticipated game uh, because of, you know, what I do with these Vikings. So here's the deal. The NFL picked an opponent that could only, <laughs> only the Packers could generate this type of, outlook for the Vikings first of all it's their primary foe and then it is in the Vikings building and it's a first year head coach for the Vikings so here's what's going to happen if the Vikings win then Vikings fans Vikings community is going to hype this beast they're going to say like oh my goodness we took down Rodgers this O'Connell he's the real deal but because they're playing their primary foe at home if they lose the sentiment will be like same shit eight and nine here we come we should have never fired Zimmer. They won't quite say that, uh, but it'll be it. No matter what happens, win or loss, hopefully it's not a tie. Uh, my world changes completely because you're looking at a team that's good enough to beat the Packers. It's a new era. Or if they lose, it's like, oh, they should have got rid of Cousins. Why? Should, why did they just rebuild? <laughs> yeah. So it, it can really. And there's no other opponent that could inspire that reaction. So you might be tempted to say, well, what, what, division full, they played the Bears or the Lions. Nope. If you beat them, you're supposed to. Uh, mm-hmm. But when you play the Packers, it's a little bit different because there's always this edge with Rodgers. It's like, God, if you beat him, it's an achievement. No other opponent at home for the Vikings would inspire this type of pendulum, no matter what happens with a win or a loss. And uh, I echo everything Cody said about the ma- about the players themselves and it is the absolute baptism by fire for a first-year head coach in his building, which he's not familiar with, against the number one hated rival. So it has to, and I'll be going to that, tailgating the whole shebang. So it has to be Vikings-Packers for me. Before I let you guys off air, I think we talked about this way back early in the summer, but I want an MVP prediction from each of you. I don't want a list. I just want one dude. And Cody, look like you're panicking a little bit. It's okay. I think you'll come up with a name. Uh, Wes, you've always got one on top of your head. And if you say Tua, we're just going to end the show. And <laughs> who is your friend? Maybe it is. Who's your for real MVP? Uh, the for real MVP. Um, it'll likely be Josh Allen. Um the way that the voters like to vote. Um, they like the flashy quarterbacks, the quarterbacks that you know are, are prominent. Um, although I, I do like Michael Irvin and Kyle Brand uh, <laughs> propping up Kirk Cousins today uh, for MVP. Um, I, I think Everything's kind of set up for Josh Allen this year. All right. That is fair. Uh, interestingly, he didn't even get a vote last year. That's, hmm. I don't know if folks. Tom Brady that. should have won it last year. Yeah, Brady. I saw a stat that he was first in everything last year. Yeah, Brady got 10 votes to Rodgers 39. Cooper Cup got one single vote. 
Uh, but for some reason, Josh Allen didn't get any votes. And on the NFL player voted top 100, what was he, number 13? <laughs> that was hilarious <laughs> because it's almost like the world has decided he's a top three football player. But the players mm-hmm. were like, nah, son, number 13. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So Josh Allen is Wes's pick. I'll just do mine. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think that this experiment will work just fine, especially after we just defined all the neat little roles that the wide receivers have for the Chiefs. Um, Holmes is my guy for MVP because it's, it's about time for him to win another. Um, so that goes to Cody. Who do you got? Uh, for me, you got to have, uh, a guy who their team is going to be in contention for the Super Bowl. Um, a quarterback that kind of does it all on their own, whether it's through Aaron Rodgers just dragging his team to playoffs or maybe a running quarterback like Lamar Jackson. Um, and then also don't think it's going to be a repeat. I think Brady and Rodgers could have great years and probably not win it again. Um, so that leaves me with Trey Lance. <laughs> uh, you got to throw Josh Allen in there as well. And, um, you know, I would say someone like Russell Wilson, uh, but mm, I think yep. that that team is going to be so great in a lot of areas that maybe, you know, it's not all, it's not just the Russ show. Um, also I throw in the AFC West. If there's a team that runs away with it in the AFC West, they're going to get all the awards. Yeah. Uh, for that same reason, I don't have Pat Mahomes making it. Uh, okay. I think that Pat Mahomes probably has just as much of a chance as Justin Herbert or Russell Wilson does. So I'll go with Josh Allen or Trey Lance, maybe even Lamar Jackson. Again, if these running backs are hurt and he's the running back and quarterback, I can see him taking it home again, especially with him betting on himself this year. All right, uh, Jason, are you pounding Russ, or do you got something different? Yeah, Russell Wilson gets his first. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Gets his first MVP this year. and uh, That would be good. I do hope, Cody, I, I hope you're right, and they do win in a lot of other ways. Um, but along with that, I think uh, Russ would finally get acknowledged, especially where Denver's been the last six years. Yeah, yeah it and- feels like there he's kind of like the poster boy of this year in a way russ is getting a lot of hype like brady and rogers have gotten recently to where i could see the nfl you know claiming the broncos as their primetime team and that sways a lot of people those primetime uh, games yeah I'm, I'm i'm hoping that uh that, that that happens no question russ is like drew Brees, and that never won a mvp award yeah, that's that's crazy. Another crazy thing. Yep. And what was it? What's the NBA stat? Uh, West that Shaq only won one. I think I believe the, so. I think yeah. I, I think yeah. Nash Nash robbed his Heat ones, and I think Shaq only won one MVP. That's a yeah. That's criminal too. I I'll have to I'll have to double check. It might be two, but I'm pretty damn sure he only won one. Um, I'll tell you what. If the if the Broncos stuff happens and they indeed somehow win the Super Bowl in that murderous division. It will become the popular trend to go get a new quarterback, no matter what the cost in the offseason, because it will Mm -hmm. have worked with Brady in 2020, Stafford in 2021, and then in theory, Wilson in 2022. So you can start figuring out who that might be, but it will become a trend where a general manager, rightfully so, convinces himself we just need that quarterback who throws 30 to 35 touchdowns and, you know, 10 interceptions. And then that guy would become the next big thing. Well, hopefully they don't have fan bases like uh, Minnesota because that's what Kirk Cousins. Was. <laughs> well, yeah. well, he he's different. You're not allowed to put and, him in. Yeah, that. and you just nailed it too. The the fans are going to come out howling if they lose this game. <laughs> you know, and I knew we should have never signed Kirk Cousins. Well, well yeah. you have uh, picked for the score for the Bills and Rams. It's all over the place. Ooh, uh, I think uh, West. I got 
34-28 Rams. I like that. Wes, I think Wes is going to go a little bigger. 28. That sounds about right. Maybe 34-31. Yeah, I like that. That's going to be so great. Yeah, I like that 30 to 30 something uh, range because they do, well, especially the Rams, they do have good defenses. So Mm -hmm. um, So we're all picking the Rams. No, I'm picking the Bills to win the game. Bills. Yeah. Yeah, I think Tredavious White coming back for the Bills is going to be huge. I saw a stat that said he let up, they let up four touchdowns to opposing number one wide receivers over the first 11 games until he tore his ACL. Then they gave up like eight in (laughs) the next eight games. It's going to be interesting seeing Cooper Cup go up against Tredavious White. Yeah, I am a huge Josh Allen fan too. And I, 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 yeah, I, I'm going to go with the bills in this one for sure. Yeah, I mean, what that guy did to our twos over there during that preseason game, <laughs> he just turned around and gunned it to the end zone. Is that laser man? Yeah. What a it, stud. Yeah. It, it almost, I saw that. Like I told you, it was the cheesecake factory when he delivered that pat and, I, and it almost looked like he did it just for vibes. Like he was yeah, like, just did know, it because he could. Yeah. He was like, well, here, watch this. I'm going to turn around and then, <laughs> yeah. and then just, yeah, like you know, like like a, just having fun on a video game is what it. Yeah, it's exactly right. what it looked like. We'll be back Wednesday to decompress week one, which could be a show on its own, and then probably do a teaser of week two. But this is it, gentlemen. Football's back. Yep, get your football oh, yeah. is back indeed. Get your meals oh, ready yeah. for tomorrow. Get your hot takes ready for next week because you're going to have a nice big sample size of whether or not at least for a week you were right or wrong about all these prognostications one last thing though i will mention mm-hmm. i'm more excited to watch that freaking ravens game now that i know that old joe flacco's quarterback <laughs> in the jets that's sad yep. Amazing. the yep. understood quarterback all right gentlemen we'll see you in one week good night guys right, later, later. later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.